56. We'll read two verses as we get started this afternoon. I guess it's after 12, so it's afternoon. Psalm 56, and let's read together verses 3 and 4. Psalm 56, 3 and 4, ready and begin. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Let's start with a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for the opportunity and the privilege it is to open your word and to learn from it. God, I pray that you would speak to hearts today. Lord, thank you for giving me this message and for teaching it to me. God, just uh, use this, use this, we pray for your honor and glory. In your name, amen. First things first, I'm going to raise this up a couple inches. Second thing I'm going to do is going to go over here and bring this box over here. All right. I should have kept it a little bit open, actually. It was my fault. Okay. Now, uh, make sure we're make sure we're good. Okay. Should should be fine. Wait. Where would it go? Okay. I think we're fine. Just a bit breathe. Okay. Let's do a quick before it suffocates. So, what I would like to ask is if there would be anybody who would like to, um, without looking, you simply open the lid very carefully. You put your hand in. Don't open it too much. I don't want, it shouldn't come out, but you just open up just a little bit. Stick your hand just enough. Feel around and to try to see what's inside the box. Take it one guess, see what's inside. I wouldn't grab it, maybe let it come to you or something and just uh, just kind of let it, uh, yeah, just take, take, a, take a guess. Don't squeeze it or anything like that. What's that? Uh, well, that's why if you do it quick, it should be fine. Uh, yeah, it should be fine. I was actually going to see if uh, we can get Pastor Deviant to do it first. You were thinking the same thing. Everyone else, we were all thinking the same thing? Okay. Uh, it's not because you're expendable. It's because you're fearless. That's why. Yeah, yeah. You are certainly not expendable. I'm going to just make sure everything's fine over here. I mean, everything is fine. Like, nothing could happen. All right? So just check carefully. Yeah, you don't look. You can just look right over top if you want. That way they could see... Your expression, I don't know where it, okay, so just, can't, no, just. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it should be. I didn't expect it to be right there as soon as I stuck it. You want to okay, do it one yeah, more time? Yeah, one more time. Okay, okay. okay. Just. Okay, I don't want it. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> what? Okay, 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 okay. All right, all right. You get one guess, one guess. Um, I don't know. I want to say it's like a blanket. A, a blanket. Wow. <laughs> all right. Okay, well, that could have maybe been a good guess, but it's not a blanket. Uh, no, because I have first when I stuck my hand in, I was really close to it. And then second. It, it, it likes you, I guess. That, that might be a good sign. May Hopefully... It likes the next person. Anybody else would like to give it a try? Stick your hand in. Rob, okay. We got Fearless Rob over here as well. So just be nice and, and 
careful. Yeah, oh, so just okay. be gentle. Sure. Don't, don't rush it in. Okay, don't look. Why not rush it in? Huh? Oh, well, you can if you want, but Why just, not? I don't want. Okay, so just look ahead and, uh, oh, and just go in there. Easy. You want me to guess what it is? Yeah. Stuffed toy. A stuffed toy. All right. Wow, a blanket and a stuffed toy. What? Did I put the wrong thing in here? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, I'm just going to bring this over here real quick. So inside our fearless box here is it's, it's latched. It's... Um, Okay, let me just see if I can. All right, it's uh, it's just a chicken. So there's nothing really, yeah, there's nothing really in here to worry about. It's just the chicken, okay? Um, it was more of a ruse here. But obviously there's a reason for this box. By the way, do you like the box? Kind of a cool box, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's more like a chest. I, I, I got it. Facebook, the guy called it a pirate chest. And I thought, I must get this. Uh, it's actually supposed to be for a teen teen movie we're supposed to have done that I never did. It's in the workings though eventually. This box right here, if you will, represents uh, the, the unknown. It's sort of, if you will, this box can represent yours and, our, and my fear. We, before I told you what it was, and I don't know that anybody was actually scared to go inside of it, it was just a silly object lesson here, but I tried to give the impression that it could be something you know alive in there right and, and it made everybody at least for a half second like uh, I think I'd rather someone else go first just in case right now obviously there are much scarier things in life than the box but now that you know what's in the box is anybody scared of the box is anybody scared to put their hand inside I Charlie faster white may not approve I'm not sure he would have been too happy with me <laughs> I think I think we would have known right away if Charlie was in there. He would have let us know, I think. Um, Charlie is his dog that's in his office, in case you didn't know. Um, but Charlie is small, though. Could have maybe fit in there? Maybe. Anyway, I'm not going to do that. I would have never done that. And if I had, Pastor would have known, and he would have had to approve of it first. But everybody has a, a box in their life, something that they are something that scares them, perhaps, something that's fearful. Now, some people have actual, you know, medical fear of things, and some people are just generally scared of things. You know, for instance, if a T-Rex came in and ripped the roof off, you know, you'd be normal to be scared of a T-Rex. If you were swimming in the water and Megalodon came, right, Titus? You know, a big shark, great white shark swam underneath you, you would be normal to be scared. Okay, that would be a normal fear. But some people have fears that you can't really explain, right? Fear of something strange, uh, perhaps. Now, there's two different, really, kind of definitions of fear. And uh, fear can be a fervent respect for someone or something, especially something of a, someone of great authority, to have fear of God, you know, to have that respect. And that's not the kind of fear we're looking at here today. There's another kind of fear, an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous and likely to cause pain or threat. That's the kind of fear we're talking about here, okay? If you had great respect and authority for that box, that would be different 
you would, your emotions would have been different opening the box and putting your hand inside. But the reason, there may have been a slight uneasiness, maybe, maybe not, but it would have been due to an unpleasant emotion that something might happen. It's the fear of the unknown, if you will. We fear what might happen because what if? What if something was in there? What if Pastor Tim didn't, what if I put a B in there? Pastor Tim, first of all, I wouldn't have done that. But secondly, what if I put uh, a little jar of peanut butter? What if Pastor Tim didn't know the Lord eats peanuts and I stuck my hand in there? Who, what, what could happen? You never know. It's that, that unknown. What, what, if, what if he messed up? Pastor Tim, he's messed up before. I'm sure he has. But when you know the future, when you know what's going to happen, when the box has been opened, the fear is gone. Unless something, that's, unless something scary was actually in there, then you would at least know, okay, well, I'm not going to volunteer. I'm going to stay away. I'm fine. Would there be anything to fear if we always knew the outcome of something? If we always knew what would happen? There still may be some circumstances where we still would be afraid, but if we could change the outcome, if we could see what it was first, then we could at least know, I'm not going to do that. And then we could go off and do something that's not scary, that's not fearful. If we knew 100% that something would harm us, we wouldn't do it if you're normal. We could just simply do something else. So perhaps another defini definition of the word fear, we could say, is to be scared of the unknown. To be scared of that which we were uncertain of. The box that I used is simply just to represent the fear in our life. Now there's all kinds of fears in our world. There's the fear of spiders, right? How many of you would say, I'm not a big fan of spiders? You may not have to be terrified of them, but you just, you know, you don't like them very much. Anybody? Uh... Okay, we got one hand. My hand's up too. I mean, if I'm at my desk and a spider crawls across, I'm not going to be that guy that go, huh, spider. Let me just uh, put that outside. Like, I'm going to be the guy to, to jump and say, Titus, save me from the spider. Uh, and then once my cool, you know, but it's different though. If Lydia were to come in, my wife, and say, Tim, there's a spider in the sink. There's a spider on the ground. I need you to get it. Now that's different. Now, now it's, where's the spider? <laughs> This cowardly spider, where are you? Come here. Come out from your hiding. I'll kill thee. And then it's on my shoulder. <laughs> you know, I was scared. Spiders, right? Why, um, if you know me, you know that there I have one, one sensational fear that I just, I, I, I have tried to, I've even looked up how to overcome this fear, and I, I can't do it. Um, but I, I really, really absolutely cannot handle and don't do well with needles. I just can't do it. <laughs> it's, it's, I can't. Um, and how it started is even more strange. Um, I was just going in one day to get a routine uh, blood check. I was like 17 or 18. And, you know, they, they jabbed me. No problem. I've had these before. And on my way out, I started to get really lightheaded and dizzy. And I was supposed to drive home from my family. And, I mean, it was bad. I was dizzy everywhere. And I almost collapsed. And, okay, you know, whatever. It's, it happens sometimes, right? But now, uh, I don't know if that's what sparks it, but every time... The awful sensation of knowing that something is being taken out or, or put into my body. It's this sensational feeling that I just cannot escape, and it's horrifying to me. Why do we fear disease? Well, because we don't know what it might do to us, right? We don't know. It could be nothing. It could be something. We don't know. Why do we fear heights for those that do? Because you might fall, <laughs> right? You might fall. Even if you're walking on, you know... Uh, you're walking on one of those glass. Have anyone do that before? 
like uh, you know, it's a it's a glass floor, and you're looking over it, and you've seen you've seen people before you do it. You know it's safe. They wouldn't make this a public tourist attraction if it wasn't safe. We even wait for the big guy in the room to go first. You know, just make sure it's fine. Hey, you want to do a jump, jump or two, just to okay. So you know it's safe, but yet there's still this. What if I'm the guy? I'm I'm the guy where it starts to crack. What if it's me? You know, what if this is the moment? Fear. Some people、uh, fear driving really fast. Okay,、uh, I don't have this fear. I wish I did more than I should. But I'll admit, if I was in my car and I was, I was, or you know, if I was in a passenger seat and somebody was driving, they're pushing two hundred, two hundred fifty kilometers an hour. I'd be, I'd be scared. You know, unless I knew exactly who that driver was. I knew it was somebody who was trained. I, even so, I'd still be a little, little scared. Why do we fear deep water? Some people fear deep water, right? I don't mind pools, but there's something about if I'm swimming in, if I'm swimming in a big lake, and if I'm with my friends, I don't think about it. I'm fine. But if I'm kind of by myself or I'm swimming back to the boat, and then something triggers in my head, what if something's underneath me? It's watching me. It's waiting, waiting for me to not be ready for it. What if? They say the number one fear that people still have today, even in 2021, it hasn't changed. Anybody know what it is? Public speaking. Public speaking. Still, it's still at the top. How many of you today would say, you know, I'm not a real big fan of talking in front of people? Anybody? It's in the room. Except for this group. My hands up too. I can't explain it. There are times where I just get scared. I'm standing up here, getting ready to preach, maybe for a Sunday. Sunday mornings, of course, are the worst. There's more people,、um, but there are times where I, I just I get the jitters. You know, I'm nervous. I'm thinking, am I even ready? Why do we fear public speaking? Different reasons. We're we're fearful of what people may say to us. Fear that we might mess up. Once you say something, you can't take it back. Fear of making a mistake, or just just scared in general. Why do we fear making big decisions in life? Because we don't know the outcome, we don't know if、we'll, we might make the wrong mistake. We we get scared to make big decisions. Sometimes we just avoid them. Why do we fear asking questions? Maybe we're fear of being made fun of, fear of、um, being wrong, fear of just looking dumb. We fear that which we don't understand. We fear, many cases, the unknown. So, two simple thoughts for us. Two simple questions for us today. First question is this. Where does fear come from? Where does fear come from? In order for us to figure out how to how to maybe overcome fear, is to figure out where it came from. And I don't know about you, but we're living in a day and age where fear is on the rise, and it's always been there. The news sort of thrives on fear. If、uh, you know, before COVID, it was the next tsunami, the the next earthquake, this or that. Politics, that's scary. It's fearful, right? Don't don't let this guy. Uh, get in power. Don't let this person. Fear is on the rise, and today so much more than ever. Where does fear come from? So, if you turn with me, your Bible says Second Timothy chapter one. Second Timothy chapter one. Second Timothy chapter one. And verse seven, a verse I'm sure we've all familiar with here. Second Timothy one seven, the Bible says, "For God 
hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Okay, so where does fear come from? Where, well, we could eliminate where it didn't come from. <laughs> it doesn't come from God. Fear, it says right here, God hath not given us the spirit of fear. Now, there is a fear of respect, like I said earlier. That's different. We are to respect and fear the Lord in that case. But God has not given us the spirit of fear. So, where does fear, where does it come from? Well, to answer this question, I think we have to go all the way back to the beginning of time. All the way back to Genesis chapter 3. So, if you could turn there. Genesis chapter 3. This is the first time we see somebody being afraid. Genesis chapter 3. This is not a fully extensive study on this word fear. But I'd like us to look at Genesis chapter 3. And we're going to start in verse 6. Genesis 3 verse 6. And when the woman saw the tree, that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. Man, this verse always gets me. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden. And I was, what's that word? I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. This is the first time we really see this word fear, somebody being afraid. And rightfully so. They should be afraid here. This is the first time they've ever felt this sensation before. The first time they, when they hear God walking in the garden, man, I wish I just could have been there to experience this and one day in heaven perhaps we will but God now is walking up until this point when they heard God it caused probably I would guess joy excitement this is my creator this is the one I can freely talk to if I have problems or questions or whatever this is this is the one that could solve it normally when God was heard walking in the garden it was a time of joy and excitement but now it's the complete opposite now They are experiencing something they haven't experienced before. They're experiencing fear. They're afraid. So what do they do? They actually ran and they hid from God. Little do they know you can't can't do that. God found them. Where does this fear come from? The moment Adam and Eve sinned, fear came into their life. Interesting. I believe that fear is is the cause of sin. When sin came, you've got to understand, God created a perfect environment for Adam and Eve, a garden of Eden. It was perfect. They didn't need anything. Everything was there for them. Perfect environment. But the moment they mess up, the moment they disobeyed, they sin against God. God didn't create fear. We read that in 2 Timothy. 
God, did, God didn't intend that to be part of who we are as people, but sin came into the world, and, well, we know death came by sin. Fear was an attribute. It was a, it's, a, it's caused by sin, which tells us, which would explain why there's so much fear in our world today, because there's lots of sin in our world today. Now, if you fear something, it doesn't necessarily mean, I'm not saying that you're sinning, but fear is caused because of sin. It started because it was there. We have a lot of fear today in our worlds because we're all sinners. We all have this sin nature within us, and we all have a tendency to fear. So that my last question for you is this. How do we get rid of fear? How do we get rid of this fear? Now, um, well, I'll, I'll explain what I mean by how do we get rid of it. Can we actually get rid of fear? Well, not necessarily. But I would like us, if we can, to turn to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. First John chapter 4. 1 John 4 and verse 17. The Bible says, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in what? In courage? Is that what it says? What is it? There's no fear in what? Uh, we're on verse 18. 1 John 4, 18. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. And verse 19. Wow. We love him because he first loved us. Now, I don't have, we're not, not going to get real deep into this here, but just from what we see here in this passage, it would seem the only place that fear does not exist is in the perfect love of God. Perfect love of God. Now, if I were to tell you, you know, what's the opposite of fear? You may say courage, you know, boldness. And perhaps those are true, but courage does not exist without fear. In order to be courageous, you have to overcome fear. That's the idea of courage. There needs to be something to be scared of. Uh, I'm trying to get, my wife and I were trying to get our permanent residency here in Canada. And one of the things we have to do is we have to get our blood drawn, right? And that requires needles. And I've been dreading this day since I first landed here in Canada, 2012. <laughs> I've been terrified of this moment. And it was a big ordeal, and I always make it bigger than what it's supposed to be. It's just, it's all, it's a mental battle. But... I had to, you know, I have to come to a point where, I, well, you know, I have to get my blood drawn. I, I have to do it. It's this process. It's what needs to be done. I have to do it. So I, I have to just, so we're waiting in the, uh, we're in the car. We pull up to Life Labs. That place is not, uh, it's, it's not Life Lab. They take your life. They suck it from you. I don't like Life Labs. Nothing about it is good. So we're sitting up front and Lydia's like, do you want me to go in with you? No, I'm fine. I got, I got this. She's like, you sure? No, but uh, yes, I'm sure I got this. Titus is, you know, he thinks I'm this big, strong, uh, you know, tough guy. I got this. And 
we go, I don't know if she could even see me, but we go inside, we open, I open the doors, and there's cubicles, and I know what's going on in those cubicles. Like, I know the process. I know what's in there. I know what's happening. So I, I go up there, and I'm, I'm doing this, and she's like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. Um, you know, I, I'm, you know I, I give her the paper for my PR. She knows what I got to do. She's like, are you actually okay, sir? I said, no, I'm really not. I said, um, I'm going to need, I need a room where I can lay down. That's it. She, I said, I just, you know, I won't, I'm not going to make it through this process uh, conscious. I, I need, I need the, I need the room. So they, you know, they, she says, well, we do have, she said, <laughs> she said, well, it's, it's full right now. We have, we have children in that room. You know, it's the children's room. That's the room you put small babies who can't handle needles. I said, well, I'll wait because I'm a baby, okay? I will wait. So I, I, and it makes it worse now. I, I have to pace back and forth and I wait. They don't want me to leave. And I'm not going to bore you with the story, but I don't know if that's courage. That's probably, that's probably not courage. There's a better illustration out there than what I just gave you. But courage, in order for courage to exist, there needs to be fear. But what John is saying here in the Gospels is that there is no fear in, in love. In verse 18, but perfect love casteth out fear. One commentator put it this way, love is not an affection which produces fear. In the love which we have for a parent, a child, a friend, there is no fear. If a man had perfect love to God, he would have no fear of anything. For what would he have to dread? He would have no fear of death, for he would have nothing to dread beyond the grave. And then the second part of the verse says, perfect love casteth out fear. That is love that is complete, or that is allowed to exert its proper influences on the soul. As far as it, as far as it exists, its tendency is to deliver the mind from alarms. If it should exist in any soul, in any absolute perfect state, that soul would be entirely free from all dread. And I probably didn't understand the last part. Here, here's, here's what's happening here. Is real true love, in a, in a real true love relationship, there's no, there's no fear. There's no fear of what may happen or what, what might not happen. Or if I do this, this person may leave or I may never see them again. But true, a real true love bonds between two people. Um, there's... In perfect love, it casteth out fear. It doesn't seem to exist in a perfect state of love. This is near, if not impossible, for a human to completely comprehend because we have a sin nature. The origin of sin created this fear. Sin come into, came into the world. Can you or I ever reach a state of perfect fearlessness? where we? Um, there's a lot of people today who are trying to overcome fear. They want to get to a place in their life where fear does not exist. I was telling Pastor Devin this earlier. There's a, a Hollywood star, Will Smith. He, he gives all, he's, he's always giving all these tutorials and he's always giving all these amazing quotes. And I don't know what he's studying, if it's like a religion or something, but in his mind, the only way, or he wants to get to a place in his life where he fears nothing. So in his mind, the way to overcome fear is to conquer that fear. If he, he apparently was scared of heights, so he's been skydiving all the time. He's trying to overcome his fear of heights. And he wants to reach a place in his life where fear doth not exist. But he's not doing it the right way. 
What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. That was our passage we looked at at the beginning, Psalm 56. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Didn't intend for this to be deep. Uh, there's, there's more that I'm studying when it comes to this concept of fear versus love. There's more to be said. But just as a general, simple conclusion here. I go to, I, I go to Acts chapter 4 and verse 13. And this is the last little passage I want you to look at. Look at Acts chapter 4 and verse 13 by way of simple conclusion here. Another one of my favorite verses here, Acts 4.13. Here we have fishermen, Galileans. We don't have anybody special here, but they're preaching with such power, such conviction. And in verse, if we actually look in verse 12, Acts 4, look in verse 12. This is the end of Peter's sermon here. Neither is there salvation in any other for there was none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Wow, you can't make that statement without believing it in your hearts. And here Peter is just giving it, he's just speaking the gospel to these people. And look what it does to them in verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled, and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Where did this boldness come from? Man, Peter, James, and John, you read their story before and how they got to this point. They weren't this fearless people. They were, they were, they were, you know, they were timid. They were scared, just like any of you I would be. But the closer they got to Christ, the bolder they got for him. The closer they got to Christ, the fear that they had started to dissipate. It started to go away. Now, did they get to a stage where they didn't have any more fear anymore? No. No. But the closer they got to God, it was so prevalent in their life that those listening to his message, no doubt many of these were unsaved, they looked and they thought, wow, the only way. Look, look at these guys' boldness. And it specifically says they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Unfortunately, because of fear's origin, sin, we'll never really be able to rid ourselves of fear. And that's not really the point of this message. It's not to, it's not to get rid of fear. But it's to make this point. We can reduce that fear that's stopping us from serving God, that fear that's stopping us from following his will, perhaps, that fear that's stopping us from making a difference, that fear that's stopping us from witnessing, or, or maybe pastor, someone has asked us if we could help in this area, this area, but we're fearful, we're scared, we're not sure. We'll say we'll pray about it, but what we really mean is, Lord, what, we really, what we're really trying to say is I'm too scared to do it, so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to wait it out and see if somebody else takes the, the spot. Whatever fear may be stopping us from serving God, we can reduce that fear by getting closer to Christ, by falling 
more in love with him. And the closer we get to God, as seen here in Acts 4.13, the more that, that fear will still be there. We'll never be able to completely get rid of it. But we can get to a place where it won't stop us from doing and being the Christians that we're supposed to be and doing all that we can for his honor and his glory. So fear, it's here to stay. It's not going to leave us. But we can use that fear. and We can learn to subside it by falling closer and closer to Christ. Simple lesson for us here today. Let's give it to the Lord now in prayer. God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for the scriptures. And fear is uh, its very prevalent in our world. It seems more now than it has been in a long time. Perhaps the last time, especially in North America, that fear had been so prevalent, maybe you could go back to World War, world War II, perhaps, or maybe some other, uh, something else that's uh, taken place. Lord, uh, I fear that this fear is it's crippling us from doing things. And Lord, not even just fear of sickness and disease, but Christians have been using fear as an excuse to, to not serve you for a long, long time. It's always happened. And God, I pray that you would help us to learn to overcome these fears by just getting closer to you, becoming more and more like you reaching at that point where we could have that true love for you. Help us to love you. Help us to search our hearts and find out what ways that we can improve our love and, and grow and be more like you. And maybe just then we can learn how much more we can do for you. Thank you for watching the message today. We invite you to join us again every Sunday and Wednesday for more inspiring messages from God's Word.